a free tote bag and I got my nails did because it was my birthday and I'm Audrey. Woo! Fuck yeah. I'm Donovan. Did you get, have you done your nails lately? No, they were getting all chipped. Yeah. I had an issue, so I was painting them. And I had an issue uh, called having ADHD. Sure. I would I would leave them on and they would get progressively more and more chipped and I'd leave them on for like two weeks sometimes. And then like the nail under the paint was getting chipped too. It was bad news. So now I'm trying to let them like fix themselves. Look at but these they're shits. boring. Oh, cute. Uh, soft pink, oh. soft pink baby. Did you, Lovely. Did you do them yourself or do you go to the nail salon? I had the salon, Ooh. and asking that question this week is our beloved returning guest, Aiden Narada. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. No, I love a little luxury moment. Um, although I hate when they- Welcome back. Thank you. I'm oh, sorry. To the hot seat. <laughs> Thank you. I know I'm not even doing my intro. I'm just here to talk about nails. I was like, but tell me how you feel about the orange stick, because I don't like it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, they didn't do any of the, like, they didn't, like, split my toes with the little things. They didn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> What what the lady did do, though, so she goes and she starts working on my cuticles, on my toenails, right? And she's, like, you know, digging around and, like, you know, cleaning up my toenails and whatever. And then she goes, huh. And I see she, like, notices I have pretty terrible ingrowns. And then she just fully fucking does toenail surgery on me sitting oh, there. Oh, shit. I was, like, <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yo. She just fully excises, like, these multi-year ingrown toenails. God damn! How do they feel now? Incredible! Oh. They're perfect. They're, I've I've had them done with a like I've had a surgeon do it before, and they grew back and they were all fucked up and wrong. And the fucking lady at the nail salon did it and nailed it. Okay, like pun, pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of health insurance is the mother of invention, and I love that. No, she is doing God's work. <laughs> yeah, just just go get your fucking toes done, and your your toenail issues are solved. Did it hurt? It hurt a little bit. Yeah. Like it fucking like she was digging around deep, like deep in the nail bed. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You have uh, to. I, I also get ingrown nails. Had, and yeah. Yeah. No good. She had the technique. I love that. I love she, that she didn't even ask. Like she was like, no, I'm going to save this girl. I'm rescuing her right now. Like, and that's, that's, yeah. that's like girl in a bathroom shit. Like that is like nice. You're kind of drunk. <laughs> And someone's like, some stranger is just like, I'm going to help you break up with your boyfriend, which is kind of our energy right now, actually. This is what we're yes, doing. Absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, I can't wait till COVID's over and I can go out to a bar and I can have like trans femme bonding in the bathroom yes. stall like that Tammy T song. Yes. Oh, I want that very badly. My God. I just, uh, I want you to delicately adjust someone's makeup. I want, yes. I want gossip. It's going to be so good. <laughs> like... <laughs> All while having very comfortable toes throughout the process. Yes. Nails straight as an arrow. Yes. Except, I guess they're supposed to be a little bit curved over the top. Yeah. Straight straight as an arrow. We'll go with that. Sandal season, though. <laughs> open toe, open heart. Just out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anna, what is new with you since you've last uh, joined us? How are you doing out there? you know uh this chapter of the apocalypse seems similar to other ones um it feels yeah it's a little derivative i'll say it uh <laughs> and yet new warmer is a nice wrinkle yeah yeah 
yeah, it's, you know, new horrors abound. There, there are some nice plot twists and I'm sure that, uh, you know, fire season is going to start in LA pretty soon. So that'll be Ooh. a thing, but yeah, no, I'm cruising. I feel like I'm, I feel like last time we talked, I was sort of newly in a relationship and now I'm like just fully a wife guy. Like I just, I'm like, I just want to, <laughs> I, I feel, I feel boring. It's hard to talk about without being smug. I'm just like happy. And I just like want to like, want my boyfriend to have like a grill. Like, I'm just like, I love this. Like we can <laughs> cook a thing outside and just vibe. And that's my dream for us. Like. <laughs> that's awesome though. How, how long y'all been together now? Like seven months about like not that like like just long enough to be like we like honeymoon phase is like yeah mean to like okay like we actually do really like each other you know and like right. like this is actually just a good thing and it's not just horniness like that's that's part of it but the, like sustainable a good thing is just sustainable horniness i'm pretty sure so like <laughs> <laughs> and there's the episode title yeah <laughs> it's going great <laughs> um yeah it's good also your new theme song is fantastic um thank you it's really lovely it reminds me of uh like i feel like i'm on sort of like a beachside reality television dating show especially on my ride home yes. like in la beautiful city um at a stoplight i purchased a coconut with a straw in it and then um just put that in a glass <laughs> and put a little bit of rum in it right now so i feel like i was like vibing i was about to go fight with someone in a cabana I was going to get a rose. Like, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the compliment. I made that shit. That was me. It's great. It's Good. so great. Um, yeah. And now Audrey will head to pursue her career uh, as the new music director for Love Island. Let's get a round of applause going. Honestly, manifesting. I love that. Like, how are you all doing? How is, how is your COVID experience? Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. 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 I I had, uh, I had double bad news. Unfortunately, uh, I got laid off again last week, which sucks. I'm sorry. But on, but on the other hand, I'm doing substantially better mental health wise than a year ago, somehow. Hey. And so I, I'm I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling all right, despite the shittiness there. But my whole thing was like, now I don't have to worry about work. I'm, I'm going to Bonnaroo was going to be later this week. And I was like, I'm going to be outside drunk in a field, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I can, I can pretend like I'm just having a grand old time. Like it's thumbs up all around. Uh, and then apparently that hurricane like crossed over there and flooded the entire place in like a foot of water. That fucking so as, we're going to, we're going to leave Thursday. It has been canceled as of today. Uh, and on one hand, I'm like, there is so much horrible shit happening in the world. I can't ultimately be that ups- upset that this didn't happen, like, in a pandemic, too. Like, it was kind of a stretch. But also, I want to go be drunk yeah. in the damn field, yeah. man. God damn it. You just want your little bit of catharsis, your slice of, like, something is okay right now. And that sucks. I'm sorry about that. You know? Yeah. It's hard. Uh... But instead, I'll be I'll be putting a tent in the backyard for the next five days, uh, and I will drink from sun up to sundown and replicate the experience. So, yeah, incredible. <laughs> we're all set. <laughs> Inspiring. <laughs> Honestly, that does sound like really fun, though. Like that sounds yeah really nice. Like... 
you honestly be. should at least one day like camp out in the backyard and drink <laughs> and like listen to shit on a bluetooth speaker yeah it's a good idea people come by and we're like okay before you come in we have a we have a grime bucket over here just grease yourself up a little bit to really <laughs> capture the atmosphere properly okay perfect get in there yeah. I'm in. I like this idea. You could just do like the Woodstock 99 and say offensive things to each other. Like, just really. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you can't leave. Just kidding. <laughs> Audrey, uh, any news on your end? I'm going back to work pretty soon. Ooh. I've been on a leave of absence uh, because of recent uh, mental health troubles. But uh, leave of absence has exhausted. I spoke with the store manager at the unnamed retail establishment the other day, and she used my new name and pronouns, and I'm getting a new name tag, and everything's Fuck like yeah. proceeding apace there. It's going to be fucking great coming back. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's awesome to hear. We got to sh- shout out old Barb, too. Yeah. Uh, supporter of the show and of Audrey. We, yeah. we love her. Yeah, Barb's the best. Um, I even I ordered a little she/her pin for my fucking like my lanyard. You like motherfuckers? It's like you might you look better. <laughs> Point at the camera. I'm giving a stern look. Check the pin. Yeah, just check the pin. If you have any questions, just refer to the pin. It's it's enamel. Like it's permanent. It's yeah. Like yes, come on. This is a, this is a physical object. Yeah, it's a monument. Yeah. This bone is harder than every. Wait, no, this pen is harder than every bone <laughs> in your body. I came in with bone. That was also based on the logic of my mind because I was like, somebody told me teeth were harder than everything in the body, and I think Ooh. those are in. They have enamel. I and, a, and then the pen yeah, too is also yeah. enamel. Yeah, I did hear once that if you bit a finger the same way that you bite a carrot, it would break. Like you could just bite through it, and it's just a mental wow. thing that stops you from doing that. So humanity prevails, and um, that is exciting. I mean, you know, work generally at the toil of capitalism. Um, I don't love it, but I am very excited right. that you seem to be going back to a fun, supportive workplace, and I hope everyone's yes. nice. Yes, big stuff, big stuff. A thumbs up for this. Uh, well, we have a thick, packed george costanza wallet style question box over here uh thanks to aiden sharing this link out do we feel like digging into some of these suckers hell yeah yeah let's do it i'm stoked it's time then for the question box asking all them questions asking all them questions why you asking all them questions making statements uh asking all them questions Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, it's the question box. Oh, we love it. Oh, these cardboard walls. They're truly home. It'd probably be made out of wood or something more sturdy, I guess, for like a reusable question box. Anyways, it's the part of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions into us and we'll do our best to answer them. If you'd like to find a link to the box, uh, you can find our social media at RFTBpod on Twitter, at Radio Free Topeg on Instagram. You don't even have to make an account. You just type that question in, and then we get it. And as I said, this week we got a whole mess of stuff. Audrey, what do you what do you think we get into first? <laughs> 
So this this one is from uh, just a brief aside. We mentioned it very briefly at the end of the previous episode with Rory. Is the P of this is the P of the people in the Simpsons universe still yellow? Why or why not? Is this somebody following up to yeah, that question and saying, believe, is it still yellow? Yes, I believe so. I like the idea and of this we, being a relationship and Simpsons universe podcast. Just the. <laughs> could be. <laughs> We've actually pivoted since you were last on. This is now a Simpsons fan cast, uh, uh, but only for these kind of filthy. Details. <laughs> yes. Cool, cool, cool. Rebranding. Um, I believe so. I believe it is yellow. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I think it's I think we've seen P on The Simpsons. Have we seen P on The Simpsons? I think we've seen P. They've been on for 33 years. I imagine we've seen P. OK, hold on. Google uh, Simpsons Golden Shower. Any results? (laughs) Oh, God, there's so many. (laughs) Oh, there's so many. What if we came at this from like a biology angle? Okay. Okay. let's examine biology in The Simpsons. Do they have the normal organs? Do they eat the normal stuff? Yeah. It seems like yes. Water is like so, clear to blue in The Simpsons, if memory serves. It's sort of mm-hmm. yeah coated as water colored. <laughs> water coated, yes, absolutely. I feel like it would just have to be the regular color then, unless you know, living close to that nuclear power plant, they got like glowing pee. But that seems like a stretch, and that seems like something that could have been played for laughs. Yeah, I think that would have been addressed, right? Yeah, like I would say, I don't know if I would trust the lore on this. I would say the canon, if it hasn't told us that the P is explicitly not yellow, it's probably yellow. Like, (laughs) fair enough. The lore is probably depraved. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for your bravery in sending in this question and bearing your soul like this. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, what uh, what else we got here on the yeah, in the Simpsons verse? Find it, baby. All right, here we go. I've been with my partner going on three years. We're on our second year living together and spent all of COVID together without a problem. We never fought and made the best of it together, but I'm afraid so much uninterrupted time together has sped up the duration of our relationship by several years. We missed out on a lot being locked down. They haven't given any suggestion they're losing interest, but in my chest, all I can think about is that one day it'll be over. How do I get out of this headspace? Hmm. Oh no, Uh, that sort of anxiety is a really terrible thing to feel. Um, I wonder, I mean, it's interesting because it sounds like the writer is already sort of coming into this situation with the idea of like, this is how long this relationship is, was always going to last. Or like there is an end point, no matter what sort of to say like the, you know, the duration has been sped up instead <laughs> like, instead of just the whole relationships accelerated, it's like, Oh, like we've reached the end point faster. So there's kind of this <laughs> idea that there was always going to be an end point, which I totally get like as an anxious person, it's really hard to not go into a relationship and like, sort of have this expectation of fatal flaw because you don't want to be blindsided and you don't want to be a dummy. I, I totally understand that. And also um, that's uh, unfortunately often, like it's not sort of a mentality that serves people very often. And uh, I wonder whether 
like it sounds like this is a one-sided sort of anxiety like it sounds like the partner is not giving any indication that they're unhappy so i'm i'm sort of yeah i'm i'm curious about what is under that desire and sort of what more like concrete things are happening other than just a vague like it's going to end why hasn't it ended yet right yeah and it it's tough to kind of handle that anxiety uh especially i feel like when when you can't really feel like any kind of progress being made and i understand like they're you know y'all are living together like this is at a pretty strong point and uh i can't like point to anything specific but if, if you're spending all that time together and kind of like you've reached this level in the relationship it feels like it would almost be difficult to grow that more without like other stuff going on to inform it, you know? And I feel like that could make things seem like they're slowing down. Uh, when in reality, I feel like part of it is just like the situation of the world right now too. Like, I feel like there's kind of a bleeding in of like that kind of anxiety into this too. Uh, totally. You know? I, I just got to say that if you check one too, my advice to you is just relax to reference dead prez you just really got to chill out and just like feel genuinely feel what you're feeling in the relationship and don't try to like be two steps ahead of yourself um just just try to fucking be happy with the cool thing that you have happening because you like live with your partner and everything's great it seems yeah for sure i think that's really good advice audrey and also just yeah like what a what a gift to be able to take a second and be like, oh, I can like practice being present in my relationship and I can practice not yeah. being in like, like crush mode is like survival mode. Like I love having crushes, yeah. but it's like, there's a reason they're called crushes and not like uplifts. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a beautiful place to be, but it's so stressful. And I also am, I err on the anxious attachment side, which not to, uh, project or or diagnose but a little i can relate to some of the things that this uh letter writer is saying and um sometimes you just it's it's a beautiful and excruciating thing to practice not looking for the fatal flaw and it's uh you know it's and it's exciting and and, and i think also i wonder whether they've communicated this to their partner um and if everything you know if they've been living together for a while and things have been stable and they've been successfully uh and lovingly navigating uh the collapse of the world as we know it i feel like it's not needy for them to say hey i've just been feeling weird you know i've been feeling anxious i've been a little bit insecure and i don't know why and it's not you and it's not necessarily us but i'm unpacking a lot of ideas that i have about relationships and that's scary for me and and I, I think your partner might be really responsive to that. And just being able to sort of say that might feel good. I agree with that for sure. And for what it's worth, too, like we've gotten other questions from folks in similar situations. Like I experienced a, a little bit of this. It, it is just kind of a weird time to be in relationships. And that doesn't mean like there's something wrong with you, you know. Uh, also, in terms of the anxiety I deal with this too. And I've talked about this on here. Uh, this is one of those things that's easier said than done and still takes the practice element. 
But something I came to with this kind of thing is somebody also who tends to like latch on to, oh God, I have this much time left in this relationship or this vacation or like whatever it is, just get really fixed. And I'm like, oh, it's going to end. Even if like, you know, in this case, I don't, I don't think this is going to end too. I don't think there's like an expiration date on this necessarily. But even if it was like that, it, it makes no difference then uh, with the time that you have left, like whether or not you're worrying about this, right? And you're going to have a better time like just personally and in the relationship if you kind of let go of that uh, worry to the best of your abilities. And like I said, easier than done. But as uh, Aid was saying, it's really something that comes down to you kind of just kind of keep practicing that being present with the things, you know, appreciate the time you're spending together, appreciate how much you like this person. And when those feelings of like, oh, but this, I can't get too attached. This is going to go away. It's going to be so bad. Start coming up, just taking the second to be like, it's understandable to feel like this, but also like we, we don't need to pursue this thread. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to like invest a lot of energy into this. That's true. Good luck. We believe in yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's it's a tough world out there. Uh, <laughs> but this but this stuff does get better, especially the anxiety stuff. And uh, yeah, good good luck with you. What's next? What's next in here? I have a huge crush on a guy who's in my friend circle. We matched on Tinder when I first moved here, 2018. And I met him in person New Year's of 2019. We never got the timing right and we never went out. I have a crush on him again as of a couple months ago and I'm struggling to, quote, reopen a crush that never really panned out. What to do? Hmm. How does she practice relationship necromancy? <laughs> <laughs> How do you bring a dead thing back? Is that the... Like, yeah, wait. Is necromancy... The same as necrophilia. Death magic. Okay, death magic. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, no, like, no, no, either no. one is like sort of applicable. I okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. We don't mean to defile the good name of your crush, uh, <laughs> writer. This sounds and but also, uh, this is truly magic, and I love an orbiting situation i think that you are very well poised because unless like i mean i don't know y'all i would like to know y'all's experiences on this but in my experience if like nothing has actively like ended or killed a crush like if there's never been like a ugh, moment like there's no reason for that crush to like you you know you turn it goes back burner it simmers but like without any sort of major event happening i feel like it's pretty easy to rekindle that energy if everyone is available and the timing is okay strongly agree yeah big agree there um i've i've dated people before that like i always kind of had like a fleeting thing for like uh this happens in like scenes where you'll like you'll be at the same party over and over again and you'll never really talk but you'll see each other and you'll kind of realize like Eventually, you realize that you're clocking one another every time you see each other. And then you go, wait a fucking second. And then you <laughs> ask him out. I would want to know how things went in 2019. I would want to know how things were when you met at the New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh. Sp specifically, too, did you message it all on Tinder? Because yes. like, I feel like that establishes that mutual attraction and like maybe interest. 
And then, yeah, depending on like on that conversation in 2019 too, I feel like, I feel like it could give us some more, uh, some more Intel on this. Did you have a sneaky new year's kiss perhaps? Ooh. Please follow up with us. We do. We do want to know. <laughs> yeah. I want to, um, I want to hear the details for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love the kiss, but, uh, yeah. And also I'm curious as to the friend group scenario, cause it kind of can go either way where I'm like, has your crush or you like, have you dated other people or hooked up with other people in the friend circle? Do you feel like you have allies in the friend group that can sort of help you finesse a situation to like where you're all hanging out, maybe like a nice safe outdoor thing or like who can talk you up or that kind of, I I feel like that is, it could be very well used to your advantage or it could be, you know, tough. It's also very tough to date people. So it's hard to know without knowing sort of this particular dynamic and sort of where you all triangulate. Um, yeah. Now we're just scheming. Light the signal fires. Yeah. Gondor calls for eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is great. Uh, man, haven't been able to do this in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like getting it in with the friend circle too. Like just kind of being like, Hey, I'm kind of into this person. You, you know, anything about this? Like, have you heard anything? Cause then it, it, maybe there's been whispers that, you know, he's got some interest too. And that's something, uh, but like, regardless of the situation too, there's, there's nothing wrong with doing this. Uh, and I think it's really a simple, you know, depending on kind of confidence level of just trying to set something up where you spend time together. And if it's more comfortable for you to kind of do that with friends in like a bigger situation, and maybe you talk off to the side and then you sneak out and have another New Year's kiss. Only this time it's not New Year's, you know, <laughs> or if you're more comfortable, just like ask him out on a date or something. Yeah. Or Normal just like class. reply to a bunch of stories, like just kind of reply guy yeah. <laughs> for a minute. Listen, I hate confrontation. <laughs> I love that y'all have like the most like Dono's the the actual like respectable humans communicating answer and i'm like okay but like what if we strategically plot like what if we just have like a 12 point plan in which you never actually have to be vulnerable but then you're in a relationship um that's that's very unhealthy don't do that (laughs) okay so you're gonna want to you're gonna want to start getting your group talking about white water rafting yeah and then two of your friends on his side they're gonna chuck him out of the boat but you're gonna be ready with your paddle to reach out and rescue him and then he's bonded to you for eternity and then you can have another sneaky new year's kiss you know what i will say when i was in 10th grade uh I, i had a crush on someone and i went to his myspace page and looked at all the bands that he like was friends with or liked or whatever and cross-referenced that with bands that were playing in LA around that time and found one and bought two tickets and then casually mentioned on AM Messenger that my friend bailed for this show that this band like that I loved and he was like oh my god you like them and he went with me and I got fingered on a curb in my neighborhood so <laughs> there you go I'm just saying god damn I'm just saying it, it, it can work um we are both happily not with each other uh, many years later, so I don't know what to say. It depends on <laughs> what you're fun. looking for, but yeah, New Year's kiss, neighborhood finger bang, like that's like. What, what was the band? Oh my god! I oh, this is a good question. I think it was the Cool Kids. I think they were sort of like a like a indie like alt rap trio like kind of a fun they were good they were good no it was actually i think i ended up (laughs) genuinely liking them because of that interaction i was like all right well yeah that's good i was hoping it wasn't gonna be like you go on this you go on this date and the cut you're like jesus fucking christ 
Yeah. This music, man, this is terrible, but you got to like stay. Oh, yeah, yeah. this is fantastic. I That's know what I was all hoping. Their songs. That's the story yeah. I wanted to hear. Um, like, <laughs> like yeah. you're looking up lyrics on your phone, like in the bathroom, trying to, like, I hope they play this one. I'm uh, learning this one. God, so it's like pre karaoke. It's like when you put in a karaoke song and then, like, you realize well, you're up next and then you're like, oh my God, I don't know the bridge. Like, yeah. That <laughs> 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 for a whole, that, but you're also trying to make someone fall in love with you. Very chaotic. So, um, basically, the whole point of this is. Bots do work, but communication works better. <laughs> yes. yes, big moves. Yeah. So scheme it up, I think, is what we've landed on for this one, listener. Yeah. Talk to your friends. <laughs> Good luck out there with your dastardly schemes. Yeah. All right, here's uh, here's another one. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm a big fan of the show, so I thought I could submit a question myself. You thought correct, listener. So my problem uh, in the part before a relationship is that I can't seem to decide on one person. Like I have had multiple situations where before starting a relationship, I have had a good strong connection with two people independently. So chatting, flirting, etc., the problem then is that one of them ends up being hurt when committing to a relationship with the other person. Any advice? When it rains, it pours. I feel like there is sort of like an ebb and flow to our hotness. All mm -hmm. of us have this, where at various points in our lives, we are more attractive to others than at other times. And it just so happens that you are at a crest in your hotness, and you are very attracted to people, and you are having... Uh, good luck in these in this realm with multiple people at once and i think that's just how it goes so you do like a cost benefit analysis of some kind you figure out what the what the things you like about person a and person b are and you weigh them against each other and then you give it a shot with the one that you think is going to be better off in a relationship for you which is a very clinical way to fucking go about it but I think you kind of have to at that point, or you could become polyamorous and get them both and just like snare them both. In the I was just going to say, like, like, are you like, are you poly? Like, is that just, is the, is the, <laughs> why not both? <laughs> yeah. 4k, no less doubt. <laughs> I mean, obviously everyone needs to communicate a lot to figure that out uh, in a healthy way. Yeah. And also, I don't know though. Do y'all feel like, um, I know that, Two questions ago, I was like, always looking for the fatal flaw is a sign of deep anxiety. And that's true. But sometimes the fatal flaw finds you. Like, you know, when you're talking yeah. to someone and you're flirting and you're like, I really like this person and I can see what we're going to fight about in two years. Like, you just know, <laughs> like, like, there's just certain things that you're like, I would consider this a deal breaker if I weren't horny for this person, you know, like, that. <laughs> like right. Right. totally. So, I, I mean, if. Uh, I mean, I would seriously consider sort of, you know, open relationships and being able to see people, um, you know, in whatever safe and communicative and healthy way is possible just for longer than just the flirting stage. If that's possible, there's absolutely nothing wrong with dating more than one person at a time, um, as long as everyone's respectful and aware. And also, if that's not for you, you know, maybe just weighing the uh, weighing the fatal flaw situation or thinking sort of like, Unless that's not what you want. Unless you're like, I want someone who, like, I'm going to fight with in two years. <laughs> that's cool, too. I mean, it's all just information. <laughs> like... 
where do you where do you stand on flat earth yeah. oh you're about it okay what are you doing this weekend yeah maybe that's passion <laughs> yeah uh I, I feel that on the on the being okay with dating multiple people, like as long as you're handling this right, uh, and it, you know that kind of comes down to communication, as I think it does here. In like the, the other situation, if you are just looking for a monogamous situation, uh, then needing to like you're, you're worried about hurting somebody. Best thing you can do for that and like mitigating that is just communicating well and being direct about where you're at and like what you're looking for throughout the process. You know, as long as you're not dating both of these people and like making plans like down the line and like, I don't know, leading them into into it seeming like a relationship when that's not what you want. I, I don't think you're doing anything wrong here. Uh, so I, I think just work on, you know, being direct with people about how you're feeling. And if you're not sure on that, that's something else to spend some time thinking about and, and talking about with people. There you go. I love it. Succinct. Yeah. Good luck with your sister wives. <laughs> Handle. <laughs> Let's see. What, right. else we got, what else we got in here? Hi, Audrey and Donovan. Hello. Hello. I noticed you mentioned who does the beginning and ending theme for the pod, but you never mentioned who does the question box theme. As someone who loves to jam out to it, could you give them a shout out? Uh, this is by a YouTube channel called Spoken Reasons, and it's part of a skit. Uh, they did like a whole thing. Let's put the link in the episode description for this yeah. uh, so that you can see the whole thing. Uh, it's really fucking hilarious. And I just picked it because you're at you're asking all them questions. <laughs> Why? Making statements. Why are you asking all them questions? <laughs> well, I mean, we asked you to ask all them yeah. questions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Damn it, the song's yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. uh, spoken Reasons, it's... Oh, what are their fucking names? It's like I an older it. channel, right? Like that, yeah. That song's been around for a while. Yes. Let me get the names right quick. It's... Let's see. Emmanuel and Philip Hudson are the performers of the song. There we go. Go check them out. Check them out. <laughs> are they musicians? I'm like, I'm even more lost now. Who are well, these? So folks? I found, okay, I found a lyrics page. Um, it says it was written by Sarah Lisol. Is the or maybe that's just the poster of the lyrics or Sarah Lasol. Uh, and yeah, it was immaculately but, conceived. The song was immaculately yes. conceived. That's what uh, it graced our presence with with no sort of lead up, and here we are. Wow, a beautiful thing. Much much appreciated. Thank you very much, God, <laughs> for creating this drop for me to use on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> check check out his Spotify page. <laughs> his is in all caps, not the other one. It's a little confusing. <laughs> right. Okay, what else we got in this? Box. box and that was one way to stall for time while i scrolled through to find the next question <laughs> hey audrey hello hey donovan oh hey hey guest hello <laughs> <laughs> 
You're both, wait, all, because there's guests included. You're all looking sun-kissed and relaxed and drop-dead gorgeous. Well, thank you. That's nice. That's really sweet. I like when people open the questions with saying something nice. That Love makes that me stuff. happy. I'm going to answer the right, question what? correctly, unlike all this other advice that I've been giving. <laughs> you found the secret show hack. Well done. <laughs> For the past year, I've been growing a strong friendship and blossoming love with someone who I feel incredible feelings for. She's compassionate, funny, bright, unapologetically herself, and has eyes that look like sea glass. Wow. However, we're both at very transitional periods in our lives, and we decided that neither of us are in the position to explore a relationship together, which is one of the worst feelings in the world. I was wondering if any of you fine folks have any stories about right person, wrong time situations and what your advice would be for someone so lovesick that it hurts. Thank you for being you. Aww. Thank you. Damn. Oh, that's sweetie. so sweet. I hope they're okay. starting and ending with nice things. Yeah. God, I, I hope they're okay right now. I feel uh, bummed for that. That is a terrible feeling. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's almost nothing worse. We've talked about this a little bit with breakups, but there's like a specific type of suckishness when something can't work, but like the shit's there on paper. It's like for practical reasons like this, yeah. where you can't even be like, oh, I'm pissed at them. They suck. I hate them. I'm going to move on. It's just like, oh, they're great, but we, I have to move to New York and they have to move to LA or something, you know? It's fucking tough. And, and, Big solidarity for you on that, because I have been in that very same situation, as I imagine y'all have, too, at some point. Uh, I can give you the counterfactual. Uh, I have a tendency to give too much of myself uh, in the formation of a relationship. And so it is like a bad time for me. Like I'll be in like a weird place and not able to like get into a relationship in earnest, but I'll give it a shot anyway. So... <laughs> And it always turns out fucking bad. So what you should do is take this as what it, it's like. You're doing the smart and right and responsible thing and take some solace in knowing that you are doing the right thing here. Yeah. Feel better about that. Yeah. I've done that too, Audrey, for sure. And just been like, well, you know, it's that like, if you really love someone, then you're just going to do it. And then it doesn't, you know, and I feel, <laughs> and yeah, unfortunately, um, liking someone a lot is not bigger than like life. <laughs> like it feels like it, yeah. it's also okay to think that it does feel like that because literally all of media in all of history of time has told us that like the, uh, you know, sort of monogamous romantic relationship is the end all and be all and like bigger than the world if like you just try hard enough and that's just a fake individualist idea and sometimes things can just like, mutually not work out that's okay um but it's still really painful and i feel like the way to maybe work through that is to like you might have to take a little bit of space you might have to i would say try flirting with other people like try sort of like mm. really um giving yourself a little bit of closure in terms of like you don't have to have like closure doesn't mean you have to dislike this person or like officially you know like you don't have to break up from a relationship that never existed and also you can give yourself permission to you know look for the things that you really love about that person with other people 
And if it's sort of meant to be, I do feel like things circle back and timing changes and like maybe in the future, everyone will be in a place where that's okay, but you can't like wait for that. That's not, you know, sort of the sooner that you give yourself permission to even like feel that way about other people is sort of, it's a nice way to like open up the world and make it feel a little bit less like, oh fuck, I missed my one chance. Right. And also just like in, in terms of social media and stuff, like if you kind of temporarily block somebody and take a little like space for yourself to process this stuff, it definitely helps not having like the reminder shoved in your face from like a random picture. And now you're having a, another crisis, like on a Wednesday at Walgreens because <laughs> of this, uh, which again, though, it doesn't need to mean you're cutting off contact for good. It's just like taking a little recovery period, basically. Yeah, That's true. So maybe take that little that little recovery period. I I also because, uh, like I said, I, you know I've I've been through these situations and uh, sometimes process them well and sometimes not so much in the in the farther back past. Uh, I think another thing to kind of take from it and like framing of it is it's just like hey, people like this are out there. You know, like I've met somebody and like we have this great thing together. Uh, and as opposed to, you know, taking kind of the perspective of, and this is it, and they're leaving, and all is lost. Like, nobody could live up to this. But instead, as, like, people like that are out there, and, like, that's wonderful. And, it, you know, it, it can still suck that it wasn't this person, but, like, I don't, I don't know. There's a little bit of hope in that, I think, and that you, you had something good going there. Totally. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm a firm thing. believer that the universe levels up. You know, you have to, if yeah. you say no to something... <clears throat> then you get something better just as a rule generally that's you know which is not to say like that this person is like a commodity and there's better but like that you know <laughs> someone whose lifestyle might be more compatible with yours but that also has those nice qualities might come into your life because you've established that that's what you actually want oh beautiful i like that for sure and i hope that is the outcome for you there listener but in the meantime just be nice to yourself do what you can to have like a good chill time through the recovery period. Cause again, this, it does fucking suck. Not a fun feeling. Yeah. No good. Sorry. No good. Hey, RFTB. <laughs> hey. Hey. You keep talking about the excuse me bit, which is a Steve Martin bit from the seventies. And there's another question right after that. Sorry, send in that Steve Martin comment before finishing the episode. Good looks, though. <laughs> Thank you, though, for also coming to my aid. Uh, my brain is a magical place. <laughs> and I had it right the first time and then convinced myself that I that, that was a false memory about Steve Martin. Because somebody was like, what did they say it was from The Simpsons or something? They said it was from the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Yeah. I believe that was you who said it was from the Legend of Zelda cartoon. <laughs> trying to convince yourself that it wasn't steve martin this is what i'm saying it was steve martin it's a magical place in here and so listener thank you for Wait. uh re-grounding me i love that donovan I like was just like who said that and then Audrey's like you said that like, like that, just really politely though just like that that might have been you. Who <laughs> I really, I really enjoy that somebody is responding to the show in real time. That like they, that makes me happy like too. Listening to the show and they're like, "Hold on a fucking second. <laughs> they go into the fucking question box and they're like, "No, it's think it's Steve Martin." Wait, no, you got it. 
And then they followed <laughs> up. So good. Ten minutes later, there's no delete feature in the question box. You are carving your questions in stone. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, graffiti on a Roman obelisk. Carved yes. In stone. <laughs> Future historians will study the question box to learn about the vulgar day-to-day life of uh, in the American Empire. I love that oh, because God, it's, it's just so the questions. Similar to Rome. It's not, yeah. <laughs> I love it because there's no, no answers. Just wondering. Yeah. Endless, endless search bar. <laughs> Donovan has moved on from paleontology and is now watching like Roman history YouTube. And he referred to it as old America. <laughs> it is. It fucking is. It's crazy. Yeah. My friend who like got me onto it, Finch, who's been on this show. I went to him. I was like, so much of this shit is so similar to like what's going on with this country. And he's like, yeah, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah that's the point. Same vibe. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening. Empire, like empire is empire, no matter how different that's like military technology. You're trying to manage uh, places that you shouldn't fucking be and extract their wealth and resources and oppress their people and knock it off. Stop it. <laughs> quit it but Audrey it ended so well for the Romans oh yeah it went great it's gonna be really cool <laughs> actually all things considered the British Empire kind of fucking just receded and got a slap on the wrist really you know what I mean like yeah. there were no That's true. serious repercussions for, for the British Empire Yeah, shrink this know. fucker down to Texas and just kind of contain it in there yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we should just do like a you know, like a figurehead monarchy thing. Like maybe we should just be like, okay, yes, we have a president and they don't do anything, but we just kind of wheel them out for parades. Like that. Okay. Okay. Like that's the vibe. I've run into like, this. I've run into this in the last couple of years, the idea of abolishing the presidency. Yeah. Just like eliminate the fucking executive branch entirely and just have fucking like legislative situations and then have everything like done by the States, have everything enforced federally by the States. All right. Yeah, oh, I'd be down. That's interesting. I'd be like, I mean, I'm open to discourse on it. Like, I mean, I'm I'm a little abolish everything, but also like, yeah. <laughs> again, uh, I want a wacky scheme. I want the plotting <laughs> to save to your big... relationship and America. <laughs> Philosophically, I used to be a big insurrectionist. Like, I was like, I can't wait for the fucking collapse and the opportunity for the proletariat to seize power. Uh, but my girlfriend at the time had type one diabetes and she's like, what happens to me then? Like when I can't get insulin. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's back, let's slide it in this revolution a little bit. Okay. Let's okay. Have, We're revolutionary materialists. Yeah. Material anarchy. That's a thing. Yeah. Community care. Yeah. Help each other. Yeah. <laughs> I kept telling her, it's like, we'll seize an insulin factory. It's easy. <laughs> We'll just do that. We don't have a yeah. <laughs> they got so much in there. We'll be set. Yeah, we'll be great. <laughs> I personally advocate for a form of government uh, in which there is just the RFTB branch and mm. the question box is the forum of the people, and they carve their questions into that digital stone, uh, and we prophesize how to how to fix them. I'm thinking of us as like an oracle on a mountain or some shit. That'd okay. be a cool place to record. Okay. I'm into that. <laughs> Maybe there's like a gas out. vent that gives you visions because it's got like... Sulfur dioxide or yeah. something. 
cool chemicals. <laughs> yeah. I got a tenacious D song for you on this on this very issue. <laughs> about how about Huffin Cave chemicals to no, see visions? About, about uh two artists seizing control after the collapse. Oh. <laughs> City Hall, baby. <laughs> How do we end up here? Where's somebody asking about Steve Martin? Yeah, all right, all <laughs> yeah, right. pretty much. Let's do you. Yeah, I uh, weirdly, as a content creator, I am not qualified to answer questions about the future of this country. <laughs> the- Same. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you got that. Ske- you got that scheming talent. It should be put to use for the betterment of humanity. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I've heard Secretary that if of the you- Interior at least. <laughs> Once you get to 100K, they give you, you know, media training and they just teach you about world events. But I'm like, I'm a, I'm a cusp. I'm almost there. Until then, though, still dumb bitch. Just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Do we have anything in here that does not involve beloved comedian Steve Martin and reaffirming my sanity? Oh, hey, here we go. When I was younger, I had a very traumatic experience and friendshipy thing with a girl. Went to therapy and feel better, but still scared to take the plunge of sex with a girl and unsure how to tell a partner that I might freak mid-shag. Any tips? Hmm. That's hard. So I'm, it's seeming like, yeah. I'm sorry, first of all. that's It's a tough position to be in and it's also yeah it's really hard because sex is weird and vulnerable anyway and prone to a lot of uh heightened feelings and embarrassment and scare like it's it's it's, sex is weird and so to bring in to be like this is now we also have to have maybe another really vulnerable conversation around this is tough um and i think you know, uh, I'm, I'm a PTSD baby. I get it. And I not, you know, obviously not the direct, I don't know your experience. And also, uh, it does feel really shitty to have to be in a place where you're just like, when do I, when do I say something? Do I say something? How do I say something? Yeah, it's incredible. Right. It's like the least horny thing is to be like trauma. But also I do think that if possible, it is kind of nice to, uh, you know, like it might narrow your options a little bit, but uh, sleeping with people that understand and that will sort of uh, hang out with you until you feel ready to have that conversation is, uh, you know, it, it is like probably one of the healthiest ways, especially if it sounds like maybe there isn't a ton of experience around that yet. And so it's already maybe a thing that you might want to start taking a little bit slower. Um, yeah, I, I think gaining that trust, like there's nothing wrong with that. And that's not... Um, you're not putting anyone out by asking to take a little bit longer and you're not putting anyone out by asking for someone to actually get to know you as a person and sort of understand your boundaries before getting super physical. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, I I think that's a a positive thing to bring up and kind of like have that trust built before going into stuff. Like even without the trauma situation here, like I, I, I think sex in general if you have any kind of, you know, thing that is important to you with it or important not to do, if you can talk openly about with somebody about that and feel comfortable and they're cool and trusting about it, like that, that's a very good sign about that person. And I think sets you up for a pretty positive sexual experience. Uh, 
also like just good on you uh for for like working on this and being brave enough to get back out there because like Aiden was saying like this is fucking hard enough as is that's like a serious challenge to take on and you should feel proud about that um but i i really do think that's a good idea to have the conversation just kind of up front ahead of time like it doesn't need to be you sit down on the first date and you're like all right here it is but like maybe you go out on a couple dates and things are moving in that direction just having a second to be like hey i've had this experience this is where i'm at uh like kind of worried about these things or could use support with these things uh and just kind of getting it out there so that you don't have to do the you know, mid sex thing you're talking about or trying to do it in the heat of the moment, which can be kind of hard yeah. to communicate or feel like clinical, you know? Um, so I, I think just have that conversation and if people, you know, don't respond positively or, you know, if they're like, Oh, whatever you're filtering out shitty people. I, I think that's very good. As far as practical advice goes, uh safe word might go a long way. Uh, if you start yeah. feeling bad mm-hmm. in the middle of it, you can just be like dirigible, dirigible. Good choice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think there's yeah. also, um, you know, I, I, sorry, my cat just walked across oh, my lap there. He has a little tail. <laughs> there's a little, a little cameo from Puff. Um, Puff is actually a virgin, yes. so Puff is probably not super helpful um, in that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, heart of gold. And no, but I think there is... Uh, Practically, like, there are ways sort of to, you know, really early when sort of if you think things are getting sexy or if you're in person and you're sort of and it feels like maybe you're going to start making out or something, you I think you could sort of uh, not you don't have to be so um, emotionally vulnerable that you feel like, I mean, if you want to, you can be. And also, I think you can if you want to just protect yourself a little, just sort of be like, hey, I take things a little bit slower. I've had a bad experience. And, you know, anyone should be able to respect that. You don't have to be um, super explicit or like sort of transgress your own boundaries around that. And I would also I think I feel like I've seen like sort of courses around this or resources. Um, I definitely don't want to like just Google at you. But, you know, I'm I'm not a therapist and uh, I feel like there are resources sort of talking about like pleasure after trauma and like reclaiming your sexual identity after trauma. Um, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I've definitely explored those resources personally and just found some cool stuff online and at least like a little bit of solidarity, um, you know, knowing that it doesn't make you sex negative and it doesn't make you uh, prude and sure. it doesn't make you any of those things to want to just, you know, I mean, sex positivity is about autonomy and it's about consent. So that's cool. You deserve that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we wish you the best with it. Uh, you have the additional puff blessing on your question, which, uh, which means things are going to turn out pretty excellent. So you got that to look forward to. Oh. Uh, but, but good <laughs> yeah. luck with handling this. We believe in you. And again, fucking good on you for, you know, facing this challenge and getting back out there. It's, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. I got one. I got one. Yeah. What you got? It was a little quick one. We can get here <laughs> at, the, at the end of the program. Hello, Audrey. Hello, Dono. Hi. And guest, question mark. Hello. <laughs> and you, my fellow listener. Greeting the listeners. Ooh. Check this out. 
You have to say hi if you're listening to this. You have to say hi out loud. I don't care where you are. We all waved. We all did a hand thing. So just saying. We did. Audrey! Congrats on making it public. I may, have, I may have missed it, but if you're open to sharing, I would love to hear how you came to choose your name. I've had the damnedest time trying to pick one myself, but I'm indecisive on a good day. Would love to hear some name suggestions from the pod. Who do I look like to you? Sincerely, this bitch. And there's a picture. Oh, there's a bit picture. Uh, so while y'all are reviewing that, I'm going to talk a little bit about how I came to come to my name. Uh, I started this journey of like gender transition uh, and I decided that I'm like, OK, all right, I'm a girl. So what do I do now? And I was at work one day and I was getting ready to take a package out to somebody's car. And I looked down at the name on the package and it said Audrey. And it hit me like a fucking bolt of lightning. I was like, that's it. That's the name. It's right there. It's the, it's the first time I had seen it like written out maybe ever. Yeah. You know, like I'd heard the name and I, but I saw it written and I went, oh shit, that's the one. And I chose it sort of because it's comparably old person-y to my dead name. It has the same sort of like consonant structures as my dead name. And it's like, to me, it sounds similar in my mouth. Uh, and that's, that's part of it for me is, is sort of creating a continuity between my previous identity and this new identity. Um, so having seen the photograph of this lovely young lady with red hair wearing uh, a smart, uh, jacket, like a long jacket and a skirt and some fucking badass boots. Extremely good outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Great great fucking outfit. Great look. Um, I'm feeling a Kate that resonates with you. I think that, I think a Kate might work. I was going to say Catherine. Yeah. I felt Catherine energy. Yeah, no, there's something sort of like, I don't know, like badass boarding school vibe in the look. Mm. So I like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do a Zoe. I think Zoe's a really cute, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I feel you that know, too. classic, but also like artsy. Like, you can even put an umlaut on the E if you oh, want to. I was picturing it. Park. I was picturing it with yeah. an umlaut. You, you know, you know, dude. Like, yeah, like, um, yeah. I also if I honestly, may intuit your. Ooh, oh, please. You go. <laughs> if I may intuit your heritage from your hair color, you might want to go with something Irish. Yeah. Like look up some some dope Irish names. Yeah, like Shanae. Like Yeah, Shanae. Oh, yeah, I like Shanae. I like or that. I was thinking Margot. Maybe it's the hair, but I was sort of oh, getting yeah. Uh, like yeah, yeah. I think I love that name. That was when I was a kid if I got to pretend to be anything. There was a lot of pretending to have a different name and I think Margot was the one that I always chose. So, there you go. Nice. Cute name. Yeah. Good ass names all around on these. Yeah. Uh, wait, I had ah shit. I had another name sitting in there. You got this. Now, uh, oh, now, now I'm thinking too hard about it. That's just gonna pop out of my brain. Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, the name floated no, no. the top <laughs> of your head. The fucking Irish stuff. You could go absolutely crazy with this and. How do you, is it Chauvin? What's the one that's like oh, S-I-O-V? Siobhan, Siobhan, yeah. right? You Siobhan. say it's Siobhan? I know it's a V, yeah. it doesn't, yeah. Like, that's wild. It's Kieran told us that uh, his language is older than our dumb Italian letters. <laughs> okay, <laughs> as an Irish-Italian, it's rude. 
but fair. Like, <laughs> New guest nemesis ship just dropped. <laughs> Is that a word? What do you call it when two people are nemesis? Nemesis? Nemesis. Yeah, okay. But I want to that's, use the word nemesis, the Audrey. Nemesisery. Nemesisery. Nemesisery, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, thank you for sharing your picture, though. You're cute. I, I, hope, yeah. you, I hope our name suggestions were decent. I think they were. I thought we yeah. got good ones. I, here's hoping. Yeah. Here's hoping. Um, I have to jump off very shortly. I can take one more. Definitely. Is that possible? I, was, I don't want to. I was just about to say, oh. I want to thank our guest, Aiden Rada, for joining us for this week's program. And give one of these. Thank you all yes. so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Returning champion. <laughs> Tell our listeners uh, once more where they can find you on the inner tube. Sure. Um, I'm at Aiden Arata. I am on uh, Instagram. Twitter and newly TikTok. You can find me on TikTok now. Ooh. Yeah, there we go. They, the Zoomers are responding positively to me so far. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. My dad's lasts. on TikTok. Really? That's really. Yeah, I keep, I see him browsing TikToks and I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, Is they're good. Anything? I'm, I, I really desperately hope he's making TikToks. Yeah, please. I want him to make TikToks. We want an update on that as well. <laughs> I feel like you can walk downstairs and he's doing a Fortnite dance. Beautiful. <laughs> well, Aiden, thank you again for uh, for joining us. It has been it has been lovely. Who did our music? Me. Yeah, I did the uh, intro. Yeah. Hell yes. Where can they find your stuff? Find uh, my stuff at SoundCloud.com slash RFTB. Newly minted. Uh, go follow that and uh, you'll get more like music that I use on the show. It's great. Heck yeah. And our outro music is a song, Stephanie, by the Hey Fellows. Oh, hey, fellows. Hey, hey, fellows. Because it's got it in the name. Folks, you can find them uh, at Spotify.com. Wait, that's not how that works. You don't go to Spotify.com. You open no. the goddamn app. You can find them on Spotify. Three words. They hey, fellows. You can find them on Instagram.com. There we go. I don't think people use the website for that either, but they're there at the hey, fellows. Check them out. Uh, shouts out to our super fans like Barb. Yeah. To our super fans like yeah. my dad. Woo! To. Oh my God. To, oh, yeah. Wait, your dad is going to know that I got fingered on a curb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh no! <laughs> uh, sh- uh, big shouts to to Dylan, Daddy, who will be quite upset that you have returned once again. He always, every time we have a guest come back, like a lot of times, he's like, "Oh man, I got to retain my uh, title as the most returning RFTB guest." Oh no! Okay, so that'll be my nemesis. Well. Is is he like Italian Irish, and then we can just fully? He's Irish as fuck. Okay, extremely Irish. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sure there's some nemesis vibes in there somewhere. Then, like, that's yeah. (laughs) Look Look at all these Irish nemesis ships coming out of our show. Look forward to a retaliatory daddy episode soon. (laughs) Also, spreadable fruit. And from episode 105, the Yellow Rose of Toteland, big ups to Rich Homie Click Lack Ryan. Oh! Hell yes. Thank y'all for support. And uh, hey, 
Uh, if you'd like to get a shout out, you can support us at patreon.com slash RFTB. $10 a month. You get a bonus episode every week. And that shout out, $5 a month, you can get them bonus episodes. It's a good time. Check it out. We're about Woo! to do one of those right now. And to, to get us into that, I'm going to be like, I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah.